What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hello and greetings to you. Thanks for downloading. You might be thinking to yourself, wow, you sound a little different today. And I do. Uh, I was at an event today and I'm going to be at tomorrow. It's kind of like a convention, the feel of it. Uh, but me and uh, one of the anchors, the morning anchor for over at my uh, where I work at, uh, we were at a, a civic center arena in St. Joseph, meeting a lot of high schoolers and talking about careers uh, in the media and kind of what we do. Uh, and so my voice is kind of gone. I've been talking all day and in a loud area, so I was kind of talking loudly. Uh, so I have lost a, a good portion of my voice. So what that means is we're going to forego some of the usual bits of the show where I go through some news and some movie trailers. I'm going to save all that news. It's going to be kind of old news by the time we get around to it. But uh, we'll save that for next time. We've got a lot of fun things to talk about. Uh, but what I am going to leave you with is uh, I had, of course, Emma. You remember her? Just a few weeks ago was in with me. And uh, she has watched Back to the Future. Now, what's fun about that is she would be, I guess, Generation Z, as that she is a high schooler. And uh, so she's watched Back to the Future 1 and 2 for the very first time. And so we had a fun conversation with her, which I'm going to present that to you for this show the only other thing i want to present to you is let me read you a couple of things that happened this week in history so october 15th 1923 walt received a telegram from film distributor margaret winkler who agreed to pay walt 100 uh, well i guess it'd be like 1500 dollars for the first six cartoons in the alex comedies series so then october 16th in 1923 walt signed a contract with mj winkler to produce the alice comedies this became the founding date of the walt Disney Company, known first as the Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio. Now, some other stuff on October 16th. In 1960, Walt was issued an honorary high school diploma from Marceline R5 High School. Walt never actually graduated from high school as he enlisted for service in the Red Cross during World War I. This date is also declared Walt Disney a day to dream day in the state of Missouri. Uh, and of course, R5 means we're organized five. 
now I am curious because I live here in, in Missouri, and I wonder if this day is was just specifically in 1960 when he was presented with a diploma, or if that's something we have every year. Uh, the Walt Disney Day to Dream Day here in the state of Missouri. I don't know if that's a statewide thing every year, uh, if it's kind of gone by the wayside or what. But uh, I find that to be very, very fascinating. But as we've hit 100 years of the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Company, uh, I wanted to read a few quotes. Uh, I was kind of saving. Uh, I had planned uh, part of our content today uh, of going through uh, some various content of some Disney films, which I'm saving to do with Philip when he can join me. And, uh, well, we weren't able to do that, but, uh, Walt definitely had some values. I want to read some quotes actually from the official Walt Disney quote book that I got, uh, in Marceline last time I was there and as part of the Disney 100 celebration. And let me uh, read up on some of this. I said, deeds rather than words express my concept of the part religion should play in everyday life. I've watched constantly that in our movie work, the highest moral and spiritual standards are upheld, whether it deals with fable or with stories of living action. Another quote, I ask myself, live a good Christian life. Towards that objective, I bend every effort in shaping my personal, domestic, and professional activities and growth. Another one that's kind of throwing us on the same page, but Christmas is bigger than all of us. And then uh, another one, I believe firmly in the efficacy of religion and its powerful influence on a person's whole life. It helps immeasurably to meet the storm and stress of life and keep you attuned to the divine inspiration. Without inspiration, we would perish. Uh, so these are some great quotes from the man, Walt Disney himself, of values he held that I don't believe the modern company does. And I think that's to their detriment and perhaps why uh, they are losing faith in quite a lot of people, uh, including myself. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm still a fan of Walt Disney himself and a vintage Disney product. Uh, so I still enjoy I still love Mickey Mouse. I got a little Mickey Mouse stuff here all over my desk. But uh, there's values that Walt held that he he brought into his storytelling, as as we read in one of his quotes, that I don't think the Walt Disney Company really holds to anymore. All right. But that's all I'm going to talk about Disney and everything and any current events. Now I'm going to pass it over to myself as I'm speaking with Emma about Back to the Future. Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good, bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A fandom nexus movie review. Emma is back. Yes, I am. Yes. All right. So this, I thought this would be a fun idea. And this gave me the opportunity to do it, even though she's not allowed to be an intern. I thought... What would happen if we took some old ladies movies or movies we grew up watching all the time and we had someone like a younger generation sit and watch these movies and see if they'd react to it the same way? This is how you find out if a movie really is as timeless as we think it is, as if younger generations can watch it and still enjoy it as much as we have. Now, they might not get the same things out of it. One thing I don't know, uh, I don't know if you let your daughter know about this, like how, how big Michael J. Fox was at the time. Through a TV show called Family Ties, which you probably never got to see an episode of Family Ties. Nope, I have not. But Family Ties was like a very popular sitcom. It was kind of weird because you like these like former hippie parents. And then you had Michael J. Fox playing Alex P. Keaton, who was this very right wing Republican Reaganomics. And he was always supposed to be pointing out that he's wrong because that's the way TV works. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're always messaging that way. So but he became very popular because it was very funny. And originally, Back to the Future, they had cast a guy named Eric Stoltz, but he was more of a serious actor. And he just wasn't pulling the laughs 
that they thought. And so they recast after they'd already shot, uh, I think, just a, like a few scenes and even yeah. the, the critical scene in front of the mall. And so they replaced him with Michael J. Fox because he actually knew how to be funny because that's what they were going for. I thought he was funny. Yeah. So he was very popular at the time. So that's really that's all the marketing they had to do was like, oh, Michael J. Fox is in a movie now. So yeah. suddenly we're like, OK, I don't understand what this is. It's a time. OK, it's time travel. And then of course, Christopher Lloyd was very popular from being on Taxi. Uh, he's always played quirky, quirky characters. So you have like two very big names in television suddenly now in a movie. So there was already excitement just for the casting. So there's something like you might have been missing, although you're probably familiar with Christopher Lloyd already. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Michael J. Fox probably retired about the time you were born from um, Parkinson's. Yes. And so he's had to step down and everything. There's actually a. Uh, Back Features got some charities that actually raise money for Parkinson's research now in his name, which I've actually donated through. I got a nice photo of me at a convention oh, at, with the, the with the uh, the time machine DeLorean. I'm doing the the watch pose. I've got a photo of that that cost me some money that went cool. to uh, that foundation. So I thought it was pretty fun. I might have to use that again for the album cover. So <laughs> for for this episode, so you got a chance to finally sit down and watch two of the movies. Yeah, I didn't get to the third one. Oh, so you get that cliffhanger. Yeah, I did. See that the fun part is. Yeah, you're, you're having the same weight that I did because I saw the first two movies in theaters. Didn't know a third one was coming. I was very much surprised when I went to the second one to see that trailer for the third. But I didn't get to see the third one until later on on video cassettes. They're like, there was this whole wait knowing this movie was out there that I had to wait yeah. to know how it was going to resolve. Yeah. So, and one other thing I'm going to mention on casting is just because this is fun, like Claudia Wells, who played Jennifer, who did not return. And I forgot why. I think it's because she was really strung out, had a lot of problems going on in her life, gave her life to Christ later. And this completely turned her life around. It's completely different. So I always like to share that. And then the other, of course, you probably noticed uh, we didn't have a return of the original George McFly. Yeah. Crispin Glover did not return. He apparently had a very bad experience making the first film, mm -hmm. uh, but he's very an eccentric person. Uh, there actually ended up being a lawsuit uh, because actually one of the previous guests I've had on the podcast, the actor uh, Jeffrey Wiseman or no Jeffrey Fishback. But there was actually a lawsuit because they made the actor when they were refilming the, the past, they wanted him to look mm -hmm. like Crispin Glover and mm -hmm. Crispin Glover took exception to that which i guess you would but i understood why they would do it because like well you're not going to come back we want to make sure it still looks like you we don't want it to be you know different now they got away with it with the older version so yeah. there's a little bit of fun with the casting going on with these two films but now all right let's plunge into your brain here so uh okay well obviously i watched the first and the second one did not get to the third but I kind of decided that I definitely like the second one more. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. There was a lot more to it, I guess, than the first one. I don't know if that's a controversial thing to say. Yeah, because the, the second one's a lot like that second chapter where yeah. it's it's very kind of dark and it's very depressing. We have the Biff world going on. And so oh. that's it's hard to get into that one because you're just like, oh, he was so funny. It's... I loved him. He's <laughs> so funny. He's actually uh, done some stand up. There, oh, the, the actor who plays Biff, actually super nice guy. And another good Christian guy. And he had a podcast for a little while. Uh, yeah. Tom, boy, and I, I had my list of casting here. But he is super, super funny. Mm. But he uses the fact that he's actually got a song that I wish I could probably play, but I, he might have a copyright on it, where all the questions that people always ask him. And he made a song about it that is super hilarious. Tom Wilson's super, super funny. The funny thing is they also the same name as the guy who created Ziggy, but that's a yeah, different thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, would, you, would you think he's funnier in the second one or in the first one as Biff? Um, that's a harder one to decide because I thought both were funny. Because at the end where um, it was like a kind of recreation of where... 
McFly was running away from him and then the cow manure. That was really funny. I thought it was really yeah. funny. And one of the questions in his song is, no, it wasn't real manure. <laughs> People apparently ask him that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, did you, are you on mind of pointing something? Oh, I guess you watched with your dad, though. I watched oh, you did watch because you probably know some of these weird things to watch for that are real subtle. Like at the beginning, when he goes to the mall, it's Twin Pines Mall. Right. Did you get shown how after he crashes one of the pine trees when he first goes back? Because, uh, you know, Doc is talking about, oh, yeah, I remember that the farmer, he had us all this thing about growing pine trees. Mm-hmm. And that's where, where Marty crashes. He takes out one of the pine trees on the way. Yeah. And when he comes back at the end of the movie, it's Lone Pine Mall. Oh, I did not catch that. That's There's so many little clever things in that first movie. Uh, especially, of course, the references. Uh, that's still one of my favorite parts. I'm Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, do you know what the music was that he was playing? No. Because this is before your time. That's Van Halen. Oh, I love Van Halen. <laughs> right. I've heard a few of his songs. Yeah. yeah, I don't know exactly what song they're using and everything, but that's Van Halen that he, he plays into George's ears. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely, one of my favorite characters, apart from Biff, of course, was Doc. I really liked him. He's, yeah. He's a favorite. I thought he was really funny, really cool. Yeah, Christopher Lord's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And everything he does. Yeah, definitely. Um... I also think that Michael, Michael J. Fox, I think he did a really good job at playing Marty. Yeah. I really liked Marty, too. He was a very interesting guy. The guitar solo at the end of the first movie. That was so funny. That was so funny. I was like, he, he went a little too extra. Reminds me of my mom. She likes me. <laughs> I had to explain that all to her with the, the cousin. Yeah. You know, why that Who's was. your cousin? Marvin Mary? Yeah. It's yeah. Chuck there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to kind of explain that to her so she'd get that reference. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's, and the, the other, like, subtle thing is that you could blink and miss it where uh, the, uh, like, the mayor's truck, while he's still in 85, goes by. So you just briefly get, like, this guy's the mayor. And then when he meets him back in uh, 1955. Yeah. Hey, that's right. He's going to be mayor. Plus, you probably never heard of a soda called a tab. Mm-hmm. Or a Pepsi-free. Because what was Pepsi-free was the caffeine-free version, right? Mm-hmm. And then Tab, I don't remember who made Tab. It, it kind of came and went. I don't know if I ever I drank Tab. I think that's the Coke version of... I think it was a Coke was it, Maybe it was like a caffeine-free yeah. thing. Because it seems to be trying to avoid the caffeine. Yeah. Which, I, I guess that was sort of a thing we thought in the 80s. We needed to avoid the caffeine. And then we had the uh, Nutrasweet and the Diet Coke. Then we realized that might give us cancer <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, all the weird things you missed. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of different points that I told my mom that I was like kind of lost what was going on because there was so much going on. I was like, "What? What happened? Why? Where? Why? Where's Marty going?" <laughs> but, but overall, I think it was a really good movie. Um, I liked both of them. I definitely need to watch the third one, but it was also just like a a good time to sit down with my mom and watch it. Yeah, it was just a good time for us to spend. So. Yeah, one of the other subtle things I also liked about the first is you can see like a newspaper clipping. Mm-hmm. Of a fire. Oh. Uh, like a, at a mansion fire. And now there's like a Burger King over there when he comes out of Doc's lab. Mm-hmm. When you go back to 1955, you realize Doc's lab is still that same garage. And the mansion fire was his home. Oh. And so now, of course, he's like lost some of the land and the Burger King's went over there. They, uh, there's a, a comic book that tried to fill in some gaps here uh, within the last 
I'm going to say five years or something. Somebody's gotten the rights and they started filling in those gaps of like, you know, the Brown family of where Doc had the money to do all the stuff he did initially. Of course, then you have to have the the trick on the plutonium where he's basically lying. But all the other parts and even buying a DeLorean, that's expensive. So Doc is loaded, but they never, you know, really think about it. But there's like this little subtle bit in there that talks about a mansion firing on newspaper clipping that he's got actually in his lab and all this stuff. It's where some experiment probably went really wrong. And Doc burned down his own house. <laughs> but he still has the garage to live in. <laughs> so, Makes sense. Yeah. And it's just kind of funny. It's like, the, I think there's even something about the Burger King that you got to mention. because You notice like right next to it where the mansion would be is this Burger King. So he probably sold the land off to at least get some of his money back. Or, you know, I'm sure the insurance money probably helped a little bit. But yeah. you wonder how fast Doc has been burning through his fortune with all of his hair-braining ideas before he finally gets something that works. Yeah. So there's there's your message of the movie. Don't give up. Keep making stuff. Keep doing stuff because eventually. Yeah, I definitely missed a lot of little things. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of stuff. That's why it's, it's definitely <laughs> worth it for the rewatching and all the other different stuff. Yeah, I so. would definitely rewatch it. I think it's a really, really, really good movie series. So it still holds up. Yeah, I definitely probably watched it when I was younger, too. I just don't remember much of it. Yeah. Get to see a camcorder that actually required tape. Mm. <laughs> and you had to hook it up to a TV. Yeah, fortunately, I'm not that old. <laughs> My mom might be. Love you. To to have a camera with videotape, yeah, we're old enough. Yeah. Oh yes, we actually had an old VHS camera when I was a kid, and yeah. And my mom had one. They were huge. So now the fun part is when the second movie comes out, and I think I think it was Pizza Hut. They had the like the all the glasses, like the real funky kind of glasses, like the vision of what 2015 was going to be like is the second movie. I believe that's yeah, 1990, because I remember seeing when we went to go or was it 89? No, I think it was 90 because I remember when we went to go see the movie, they had a teaser for the first Ninja Turtle movie in front of it, Mm -hmm. which I'd only just heard that it was happening, which I thought they were probably still in the middle of making it. So to go that night, (laughs) see that in front of it. Oh, my goodness. My. So, yeah, <laughs> believe me, the freak out was big. <laughs> the freak out was huge for that. Uh, but so we had this vision. We thought everything was going to be bright colors because mm-hmm. really in the 80s, we had a lot of bright colors in the 90s, early 90s. If you ever get to see an episode of Saved by the Bell, holy monkey. So 2015, we're, we're looking at 2015 mm-hmm. through the lens of 1990. What we expected, we expected everything neon colors. We wanted to have flying cars. We still don't. And we still don't have it. <laughs> Oh, well, they've got the tech. They've, I've seen stuff where they've, they've come up with like hovers and cars. They thought, well, this could work as a car, but it's just not feasible for cars. What was it like now, knowing that we've been through 2015? Oh, yeah. Seeing that, was that did that make it funnier for you? Um, Definitely, because I, like, I was like, it's 2023 now. We, we still don't have flying cars. Yeah. There were some things here and there that I was like, oh, because they had a hoverboard. And I was like, hoverboards were around so there's some things that were yeah. after it. Yeah. Well, that's where they got the name for the hoverboard. But they call those the hoverboard. They're like, they're not hovering. That's not a hoverboard. <laughs> they managed to get the name for it. It's like, no, hoverboard was supposed to hover off the ground by magnets. And you get stuck over water because you don't have power. So, yes, that was actually a great scene. But we all wanted those. And there was a rumor that flew around for the longest time that, that let's see, was it Mattel that was supposed to have made those? That Mattel had really had made it. And they used it in the movie, but they were too dangerous to release because people were, would be falling off of it. So they, they couldn't get it through safety things. So they couldn't release the toy. Complete lie. But we all believed it for a long time. Well, it's the toast. Yeah. I'm like, did y'all, I'm not alone in this. Y'all heard this. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah. 
that it was supposed to have been a real toy. Uh, I also find it fun to recognize uh, the kid playing the arcade game. No, I probably missed that too. Elijah Wood. Frodo Baggins. Uh, I was about to say, if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, that's another one you gotta watch. I've seen those. like pictures and stuff. Lord yeah, I really watched Lord of the Rings. Oh, I'm more goodness. of a Harry Potter person. Oh, well, if you think Harry Potter's good, just see the Lord of the Rings. You, you would like it. You'd, You'd love it. it. My goodness. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Especially go ahead and watch the uh, the the uh, extended cuts where they put some stuff back in it because mm. it's just that much better. Just got to be ready for Return of the King. It's like four hours long when you have the extra stuff. In. <laughs> but it's good stuff. So, yeah, I sat through the Titanic. I can sit through <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you can sit through Titanic, then you can no problem. Lord of the, Lord of the Rings would be a lot more fun. Mm. For like, except for it'll be like three and a half hours. I think the first two is three and a half each. And then Return of the King ended up being four hours. With the extended cuts, that it's it's so good though. Especially the second one. The second one that really improves it with the uh, the extended on there because it, it gives the ends mm-hmm. more, which I won't tell you what an end is yet because you'll have to find out. But yeah, Elijah Wood, young boy Elijah Wood is the kid there at the arcades. Like that's stupid. That's a baby toy. You have to use your hands. That hasn't changed. We're still playing video games with our hands. <laughs> yeah. They but you know, they did try with uh, a few things. They have a what was what would, what did Xbox call that thing? Oh, the Kinect? Like the, yeah, the Kinect, where you're supposed to be able to just move your hands, and it didn't work for snot. It was terrible. It didn't. It sold a little bit, but it didn't work the way it wanted to, and they, they tried to make a Star Wars dancing game out of it and all this other stuff. I guess you played a Star Wars game on it. They had like some sort of like Jedi training game, I think, yeah, they tried to make, too. Yeah, did that for a little bit, but it didn't keep his attention very long because <laughs> you had to be a certain... Like, if you're too close, it didn't work. If you were too far away, like, you had to figure out exactly where mm-hmm. you needed to be. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. So we're still using our hands with baby toys. I thought I had a controller in my lap, but no, it's this. So we're still playing with the baby toys and have controllers. But we're, we're wireless now. Mm-hmm. So I wish they would have shown what a gaming console was supposed to look like in the future. Mm, that would have been really interesting. See their take on yeah. it. One thing that did kind of carry over is that that, that whole 80s cafe now, I don't know if the nostalgia was quite as strong in 2015, but nostalgia has become strong. And even in your generation, y'all got an appreciation. I, I kind of think Guardians of the Galaxy helped putting some of those old songs in there because some of my wife's students even have gotten into some classic rock over a lot of, you know, yeah. thank God we're somebody saving them from Taylor Swift by playing some classic rock. OK, so <laughs> and I don't care if I make the Swifties mad. I love Taylor Swift. Well, you go ahead. You're you're young enough to, to be able to get away with it. play Taylor Swift in the car anymore. I'll thumbs up that. <laughs> He's a little dramatic. I, I'm down with that. So <laughs> you can't hear her father saying how nauseating. But uh, so there, I think that's the only thing that really carried over uh, that we actually got. Uh-huh. Some of the stuff, no, of, of the stuff that they imagined, I mean, from being able to rehide a parent during a pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like some of the stuff we kind of did, you know, the, having the uh, the fruit that you were kind of growing in your kitchen, mm-hmm. there was uh, you probably were around for this because uh, people, what was that thing called? You could grow your tomato plants and you could hang them, and it became like this big thing for a while. Then all went away. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't what it's called. but you like you could hang a you could tomato plant, mm-hmm. uh, so you could grow your tomato plants like off your balcony if you're in an apartment, which was great because we did. That's uh, cool. So some stuff we kind of did, but of all the different things. What would have been the most favorable thing? What what would you have wanted most to actually get? I can remember the uh, the movie theater thing where the 
shark came out of the that would have been super cool <laughs> to actually have that in kinda, theater i mean we kind of have that but like 3d but like not on like the outside that yeah super cool. to have the full hologram thing of a yeah. big shark yeah that part was really funny him freaking out about it was so funny i thought it was hilarious now you, you've heard of jaws movies though i guess before right yes. so that wasn't like a what's this i think i've watched one i was more of a sharknado <laughs> I didn't Watcher. watch those. It sounded too I silly. I watched all They're of them. Retarded. Yeah, They're that's so what funny. I didn't watch. But I guess they meant them to be that stupid. Yes, so. they did. But I'm like, yeah, I don't watch movies when they're intending it to be that stupid. So I, I skipped it. Yeah, I watched all of them. I think they were oh my really goodness. interesting. So, yeah, I think that was the time we thought we were going to always have Jaws movies because they kept making them even though they were terrible. We thought we were always going to have more Rocky movies. How unexpected then was the ending for Back to the Future 2? I'm trying to remember the ending. It's been a couple of weeks since I watched it, so I don't remember. Basically, it. where they're they're about to go back there, and Doc oh, is right. hovering over there. Lightning strikes the car, and, and then next thing you know, Marty's getting a letter from 1885. Yeah. yeah, that was like again the whole movie, like both movies. I was very confused about the whole thing, so that whole part, I was just like, huh? <laughs> what just happened? What happened? <laughs> but I know Doc's fine because it's Doc. Yeah, plus he's got a letter he sent. So like, hey, you know. So yeah, Back to the Future 3, of course, going and it's basically a, a weird, goofy Western, yeah. which gets even funnier. Yeah. Oh, they did show the preview at the end of it. Yeah, and you get a like, weird preview. I was like, hmm, that would be really interesting to watch. But because I was a kid at the time, I'm, I'm sure maybe some magazines, movie magazines probably had something that they had made a back-to-back, you know, that's the first time I'd ever heard of making a, a pair of movies that were going to be sequels back-to-back. Uh, I think it might have been the first time it was ever done before. But mm. when you're just a regular goer and you're like, you know, the, all the hype going around in Back to the Future 2, go into that one. I had no idea. And then suddenly we get that cliffhanger ending and we get a preview for Back to the Future 3. Our, our minds were kind of blown at the time, mm. which I think they, they have that. Was it the following year? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. too long. Yeah, it wasn't that long. They didn't make its way long, but I didn't get to see it until like much later. That's the only one of them I never saw in a theater. Mm. So did it kind of make you want to drive a DeLorean? Well, she still can't drive, so. Well, yeah. well see, and that part was kind of lost on her. She didn't realize what kind of car DeLorean was. You know how rare and. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a cool looking car. Everybody, back when that's for us, for me anyway, my friend, we all wanted that car. It's like, oh, let's go get one of these. You know, that is it was with the yeah, cool doors opening up that way. It's because they're old. Yeah. They actually found, there's been news this week, they actually found a DeLorean that has less than a thousand miles on it. Oh. Actually, uh, when I was working in Kansas City Life Insurance, even, mm-hmm. uh, the, the owner of the, the company actually had a DeLorean. He kept it parked in the in the parking garage, and he only pulled it out when he wanted to because they were notoriously bad cars, which is what made all, all the stuff in that movie where he couldn't get the thing to start. That was basically because a DeLorean was a perfect choice for that because people really did have that much trouble with it. Really? Yeah, that's why they went kaput. Although the company has tried to make a comeback and make a new DeLorean, but I don't know if they've really caught on. I think they were trying to make them as electric cars even, but I don't know. It's They were like expensive cars. <laughs> so, But part of the idea thrown in there is the uh, the, the metal used was quite perfect for, for whatever mm-hmm. whatever mock science they came up with. Mm-hmm. But it actually made it all kind of make sense. Now, which which version of time travel would you prefer, though, as far as like the the results of it? Back to the Future, where what you go in the past affects your timeline. And although you do get a branching one in the second one, but they were able to restore it back to the original. Mm-hmm. Take that versus Avengers Endgame, where they constantly were saying... 
Back to the Future had it wrong. And every time you do something in the past, you create a whole new universe. Then, of course, the third option of how we get time travel is Doctor Who, which hopefully you've watched in Doctor Who. Okay. Every other child does Doctor Who. Okay. But you got wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff where they never really have to explain anything, but you have certain set points just because the doctor says it was that can't be changed, but he can change everything else without really affecting everything else. Which makes more sense to you? Mm, probably the first one, the back, back yeah. picture. Yeah, that I, makes more sense. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Kind of reminds me of um, Flash, where he went and saved his mom or whatever. Yeah, messed up. Messed up by everything. Flashpoint. Yeah, the whole Flashpoint yeah. thing. That's what it reminds me of. Now, well, you're because you watch the TV series of the Flash and everything. Yeah, I think they okay. handled it pretty well there. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've seen the movie now where they did basically the same story, but they did multiverse the Dickens out of that <laughs> with it. And yeah, it's it gets weird. It was a pretty good movie, though, if you haven't got a chance to watch it. So, yeah. So time time travels always had a weird thing, especially here lately where now they've multiversed it. But it always made more sense to me in Back to the Future that we're, we're on the same timeline and just got to be careful. There's even old science fiction stories where they would travel back to, you know, dinosaurs and they would they wouldn't let you step out because if you even step on a leaf, we have no idea the ramifications of what could happen. And I can't remember what happens, but something happens. And somebody does like step on just the leaf and they go back to their time and everything's completely altered from one leaf. It's, I can't remember the name, but it. it's like a short story, but I remember reading it in a sci-fi class. So, but overall though, so you would still recommend these movies to other people your age? Yeah, I definitely would. Uh, if I had to give it a rating, I'd say nine out of 10 only because I was so confused <laughs> one entire movie, both of them. I was like, I was like, what is, what is going on right now? But it was very enjoyable. I would definitely watch again. I would definitely recommend it to other people. And the more you watch it, the more it'll make sense. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise we don't know what a flux capacitor is. How does this thing work anyway? Yeah. A lot of scientific words that were used. And I'm like, that's big words. I yeah. don't know what those mean. And most of them weren't real. Oh. A gigawatt is a real thing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It sounds like something from Star Wars. Now, there was uh, Josh Gates. Did He has a spinoff of his expedition, I know. And I forget what it was, but it was during COVID. And they had Chris, he had Christopher Lloyd on there. And they went to the place that has the DeLorean. And they talked about how they made the flux capacitor, how they came up with that idea, what it looked like, how they did it. It was all made out of trash. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> wow. But yeah, Josh Gates has something on it. It's really good. Huh, neat. No, but I really liked Doc. I like Christopher Lloyd. I think mm -hmm. he... He's a great actor, yeah. as well as um, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, because Leah Thompson was the mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Which is amazing, the makeup they did on her to turn her into the older mom and then yeah. get to see her at, at her age. Confused. She had to explain that to me a little bit. I was like, that's makeup? Yeah, they did a really good job of aging them up. Uh, another kind of fun thing, uh, considering even more TV, uh, like the, the sister that he has was on, uh, what was it, Booze and Buddies which was Tom Hanks's launch thing. Yeah. So Tom Hanks's first thing he did was it's a sitcom where he and uh, this other actor, I can't think of the name of Tom but, Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks was the, was the main guy. Uh, and, and then the other guy that was with him, but they were trying to get into this. There was this home that they wanted, they needed to live in for whatever reason. I can't remember, but, but it was an all girls home. So they have to dress as women the whole time and not get <laughs> caught. And the weird thing is there's this blonde headed named Buffy. Cause of course they were blondes named Buffy in the eighties. Tom Hanks had this huge crush on, but he had to be careful, but she didn't find out that he was a guy. 
And it was so screwed up. And it used the Billy Joel song for the, the theme song. But that's <laughs> Tom Hanks was a master of comedy, actually, for years. Uh, but yeah, so his sister was actually on Bosom Buddies. And then his older brother was Jimmy Olsen in the original Superman movies with Christopher oh. Reeve. Which, if you haven't watched those, watch the first two, but try to get the director's cut of the second one. <laughs> Although the, I still like the original version of the second Superman movie, but you can kind of stop. Some people, the Richard Pryor third one is still not horrible. It's just not very good. And then the fourth one, ignore it exists. But the old <laughs> Superman movies were good stuff. It's Christopher Reeve, man. That was our Superman. The other guy with him. I know. Now we're trying to think of the guy. Because <laughs> yeah. he has done some other things. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of TV references and all. You know, everybody in his family was I can something. picture both of them. But yeah, we can picture him, but can't think of his name. Did I have anything or something to throw in there with that? Of, like, all the people we got introduced to. Of course, it was fun getting Michael J. Fox getting to play his, his uh, daughter later. <laughs> his son was hilarious. They act like he had been around, but he, the first time you see him is in the second movie, but Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The band? Oh, I love he that. was I he's the bassist from Red lot. Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. But uh, he's actually even the guy. Well, you won't see him again until the third movie. But uh, he's like one of the one of the bosses at his, at his work who calls him a chicken because that's mm-hmm. also where they talk about him being in an accident. Or don't forget that Marty was in a bad accident, right. and that's how he lost his ability to play guitar. Don't forget that. It'll be important. Yeah. I like And you'll see Flea again. I've been listening to them a lot lately. Well, there you go. So. Uh, the other surprise uh, person you see, kind of a background thing you might not recognize, speaking of Titanic. And now the, the actor's name went out of my head. Uh, the bad the guy. The, huh? Oh. The, the main villain guy is actually one of the bad guys in Back to the Future. And in the second one, in the second one, he's wearing a cowboy hat. He's one of Biff's friends, the tall one. And he always plays villains, except for one time I've seen him not play a villain. Is there? They made a movie of an old, like, like pulp comic character called the Phantom, which actually I kind of liked it as a fun movie. Uh, but that's the only time I've seen him get to play a hero because he's makes such a great villain. He's, there's even a Tales from the Crypt movie where he plays this monster demon guy. Oh. Uh, he's, he's he's so horribly scary. He's great at playing bad guys, but occasionally he gets to play a good guy. But he actually is a. Just a background, you know, he only has a couple lines occasionally throughout the trilogy, but he's one of Biff's friends and he became a bigger star later. Uh, and I think the, the big thing, most people are going to recognize him probably as Titanic of being the uh, the jerk boyfriend. Uh, but I, not, I cannot think of his name now for the life of me. Right, her boyfriend at the beginning. Uh, yeah. That's how irrelevant he was in the movie. I'm going to go digging around here. Oh, James Tolkien, of course. Uh, the fun thing you see him as Principal Strickland. He does a very similar role in a Masters of the Universe movie in 1987. Which, by the way, if y'all have not listened to Retro Rewind, where I was a guest on there, because Jay Col- James Tolkien was was uh, on that one as well. Uh, but go and check out Retro Rewind. I was in there, uh, Masters of the Universe episode. I guessed in there, and I'm going to find his name here. Oh, Jason Hervey was actually in there. Milton Baines. Jason Hervey popped up in a lot of things in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need to wrap this up, but now I'm like, that's going to drive me crazy if I don't find <laughs> that actor's name. From the Titanic. It was in... Oh, Huey Lewis. Uh, You wouldn't have known Huey Lewis, so his cameo at all, would you? No. Uh, Because Huey Lewis wrote at least two songs for for Back to the Future, The Back in Time and Power of Love. And the funny thing is when Marty and his band is playing a riff from Power of Love, Huey Lewis is the guy who stands up and say, you're just too dang loud. It's his own song. It's a funny, hilarious cameo when you realize that's Huey Lewis. (laughs) There's even today, a lot of people don't recognize that. Uh, as Huey Lewis. Well, darn it, I cannot find that dude's name. You would think it'd be a major 
Oh, wow. I mean, he's Billy Zane. There we go. I had been looking at it right before, but I was looking. Oh, look, Harry Waters with Marvin Berry, because I think yeah, he's done some other stuff, too. But yes. So that's all the little kind of fun things. Next time you watch, you can watch for and then look up Huey Lewis in the news. They were huge in the 80s. They had been like a, uh, a bar band that people had kind of listened to. It's like, hey, these guys are pretty good. And they got to do songs, which they originally didn't want to do anything for movies. They were asked to actually write a song for Ghostbusters. Oh. Huey Lewis turned it down. So oh. the controversy happens is when Ray Parker Jr. So they told him we kind of wanted a Huey Lewis song. So Ray Parker Jr. got the basically the riff of Huey Lewis's song. I want a new drug. <laughs> And that's this Ghostbuster theme. I did that in a talent show in school once. Well, I won a new drug? In elementary school. <laughs> when I was still in Texas. I sure did. You sung that at a school? <laughs> I, lip, I, lip, I lip synced it and... The teachers looked at you. <laughs> they loved it, though. Did you win the talent show? No. One of my <laughs> classmates did. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Well, in elementary school, we had some people that lip synced smoking in the boys' room. I was second. <laughs> I love that song. I went and saw Motley Crue last year. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I do have a new sponsor for the show that I want to tell you about before we get out of here. Dubby. Uh, Dubby has energy drinks, and uh, I think a lot of it is powder. Uh, But they have energy drinks where they promise no jitters with their energy drinks. And they are a new sponsor. In fact, I do have some links over there. By the way, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, I'll have a, there's a big thing that says Debbie on it. You click that, you can get a 10% discount on your order from Debbie. Uh, or if you just go to Debbie.gg and Debbie, D-U-B-B-Y, exactly as it sounds, Debbie.gg, uh, you should be able to enter Neverland with as your discount code and you get this 10% discount. So yeah, check that out. Uh, I've actually got some stuff where I'm, I should be able to sample it. I have not finished all my stuff to where I get to get some of the product and I'll be able to test it out and try it myself and let you know what I thought of it. Uh, that is coming very, very soon. We'll talk about that, but yeah, W.GG. Thanks very much for sponsoring and get your 10% discount. Try it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, also at NeverlandPodcast.com, you will find a link for my podcast reviews. If you happen to have a podcast, you want to be able to get all your reviews sent to your inbox from around the world, which normally you cannot see the ones except for your own home country, go and click there and take a look. With that link, uh, you'll you'll be able to help me out the show. Uh, they're a, a long, long-time sponsor and everything, and you can uh, get a pretty reasonable price. I think uh, I, I, he's about to raise his prices because he's about to upgrade it. Uh, but for a really good price, you can get a year-long subscription. Uh, it is a great service, so go and check it out. But, of course, we want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping me out with the introduction to the show. Don't forget you can email us at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter, NeverlandPCast, and, of course, Facebook. We have both a group and a like page uh, under Neverland Podcast. So definitely come and check it out. Okay, well, that's all I've got to say. That's all I've got the voice left to say to you, other than to tell you to get lost. Oh, hey, you know what? Before you get lost, don't forget we have a Patreon link and a shop as well. If you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, you can find links for that one. Uh, Patreon is under uh, slash Neverland Podcast, of course, and you can become a patron. I do have some special content. The interview you just heard with Emma went on a lot longer with a lot of extra content, and all that extra content is available to patrons to go to patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast or find the link on our website. Uh, so make sure you go and do that. But so, all right, so from, from there though, now I'm going to say to get lost in an adventure. 
And I will talk to you next time very, very soon. I'll have my voice back, I think, by then. And I've got a lot of fun stuff. Actually, some more Disney content uh, to jump into that uh, I thought you'd be fun. It's more about some vintage Disney. And uh, Philip and I are going to have a wonderful conversation. So make sure you come back and listen to us and tell your friends. Bye-bye.